Tanya. This is our first podcast. Um, we are still in quarantine, so excuse me for this, uh, you know, red wing t-shirt. I will have on a Fierce Passions outfit on um, these podcasts moving, you know, um, moving forward. Okay, so we have Swag here. Um, he is the co-host of Talking with Tanya and um, my business partner, close friend. And then we also have Lemuel Montgomery here, who's one of my best friends. And, um, you know, we're, he's going to touch a little bit about his business. We're going to talk about some current events going on. Um, and we're just going to have a little bit of fun. So first, I want to ask you guys about, obviously, what everybody is going through. And this is this quarantine slash pandemic, coronavirus, COVID-19. How are you guys dealing with everything? I can answer that real quick. I, I am, I'm doing great. I have no problems with Corona because I don't drink Corona. I drink tequila. So I'm good. <laughs> have no problems. <laughs> That's how I'm dealing with it. <laughs> right. I've been, pretty well i would say you know uh thank god for being able to be in a position to have a job where i can work from home unlike so many others who may have been laid off or let go um and then of course you know being able to put myself in a position to have you know other sources of income through real estate investing um also being a real estate agent and being in army reserves you know it definitely has uh like I said, cause us to adapt in, you know, Absolutely. so many different ways. But I mean, that's what you do when life, you know, gives you lemons, you make lemonade. So it's true. Right. Not only that, um, you touched a little bit about um, just kind of uh, adapting, right? Adapting to, to the, the new world, um, I guess, while all of this is going on. So all of us have been uh, working from home. We've been learning how to navigate through, you know, going to an office or, um, James, in your case, you know, you can't really shoot the way you want to because of this pandemic. And we've kind of been doing everything from home. Um, and that's been so different for everybody. Not only that, but when you talked about multiple streams of income, and this was a huge hit for, for everybody. Um, like if, if you only have a, a job and, you know, the job says, hey, you know, we're not making any money, so we're going to have to let you go or we're going to have to lay you off. We're going to have to um, cut your pay. I think that that was a wake-up call for so many people because it's like, you know, if you don't have a savings, if you don't have um, those multiple streams of income or even a second stream of income, what do you do? Where do you go from here, you know? I mean, other than depending on the government, I think it's caused a lot of people to reinvent themselves, to be honest with you. Like I was saying, you know, people that were used to being on jobs on a daily basis, that was their breadwinner. And those that, you know, just started, they had to rethink their whole thing. I had a, a few friends that, you know, one of my friends, I think he went crazy. One of, the, one of his biggest things, he loved to go spend his money at the strip club. Every wow. <laughs> closed down, so I told him social distance is six feet. So, so it means that you know he called me up like, man, I hate this. I'm like, why? Wow, I can't go to the strip club. And I say, so you don't hate it because you lost your job? You just hate it because you can't go to strip club? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like, okay. <laughs> but you know, with all seriousness, it has caused people to, to start looking at other ways to make revenue. For me, you know, I reverted to doing my online building websites for clients since I can't really get out and shoot video 
you know, and that's that's taking off for me, you know. And I, I heard Lim mention about you know real estate. How do you guys deal with that on real estate? You know, with you not being able to like go out and show houses, y'all going virtual online with that. And so, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because based off of the executive order that the uh, governor signed, essentially we can't do anything as agents. The most we can do is go on the MLS system, maybe pull up a few houses to give our, you know, um, customers an option as to what they may want to see in the future. But, I mean, it's, it's really hard right now because, I mean, without you being able to actually go into a property and inspect it, you don't know what you're buying. You're kind of almost going in blind. So it's like anything new, current, since of March, is pretty much dead. I mean, if you have some deals on the table prior to that, you know, you can find some ways around it to, you know, go to the closing table with the title company and, you know, the mortgage company probably gets everything approved, you know, via online and email. But I mean, for us, it's like, if you didn't have anything in the pipeline, you weren't doing much, you yeah. know, after that happened. So for me, um, again, uh, thank God that I was blessed, like I said, with the father who did, who's done real estate for about 30 years, being, you know, the president of the board of realtors four years and an executive officer for another four, you know, he instilled that in me, you know, you got to always find a way to bring in that additional income. You got to have a way to create that passive income multiple streams. So I already have property. So me having properties, I'm still able to collect rent on the side. And again, you know, that afforded me the opportunity to be able to still subsidize what I may have lost out on. Cause I mean, right. I myself took a pay cut too with my, my normal job, you know, at GM. Mm-hmm. So essentially that was still able to help me, you know, stay where I was at and maintain, you know, what I already had, but I couldn't imagine what it's like, you know, for those who didn't have something like that in place. You brought up some really good points. Um, and what I heard was, preparation and pipeline, keeping that pipeline full. Um, you know, I work in medical sales aside from um, fierce passions and I can't tell you how important it was for me to make sure that I already had things lined up. Not knowing that this huge pandemic was gonna hit, but working hard every day, getting meetings lined up, making sure that I'm able to close accounts daily so that I can look in, in back and see okay, this is kind of scary, but I'm okay. I'm okay because I prepared. So I think that preparation for anything and everything, as well as keeping your pipeline, whatever that pipeline may be, whether it's appointments, um, you know, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, closing an account, showing houses, making sure whatever you're doing, that you are prepared and you're keeping that pipeline full to set you up for success um, for whatever may happen. Right. Even if it's not a huge pandemic, maybe a surgery or a family member getting sick or you know, you not being able to work. Keep keep your pipeline full. I think Absolutely. that's a very, very good point. Yeah, no, I think you're right on that. And I, I think too, again, you hit the you hit the nail on the head when you talk about preparation. I think that's one thing that a lot of us like our people are not taught, you know, early on. Yeah. We're not taught to prepare for the worst. I mean, if you really think about it. At any point, any job can go under. And where does that leave if you don't have a plan? Right. I learned that a while back just working in the corporate field because I worked in the corporate and the private sector. And none of those jobs were promised. I saw my job when I used to work with web.com. We fired 120 people in one day. I mean, you just saw people with boxes, executives, and all that because they were getting bought out. So that right there told me, hey, get your own. <laughs> be prepared because you never know when they may walk in and say hey it's your time so no I, you know, I totally agree i think that's so important as well what i'm hearing from you 
is that maybe when you go through a hard time or, um, you know, you do have some type of life struggle, I think that it births purpose. It allows you to become who you're supposed to be. I mean, if, if that wouldn't have happened, if you wouldn't have experienced things like people getting fired in one day and laid off and, you know, knowing that a job is a guarantee, would you have started your own business of photography? And I thank God you didn't <laughs> um, very soon because that's how I met you, you know, yeah. I, my own business. But I, I really believe that pain brings forth purpose. That's something that I live on. And you know, if, if, you're, if you're seeing that, if you're going through something, I think that you should allow that experience, whatever that experience is, to kind of lead you and to your purpose. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, so let's go to the next subject. And that's about the enjoyment of this pandemic. Um, so I know I've been working from home. I've been enjoying it. And James, um, Suave, I know you've been working. You both have been working from home, right? Yeah. Yeah, I work from home. How, how have you liked it? Oh, um, working from home. Just being home and all well, of it. Well, being home is cool. I'm, I'm a homebody anyway, unless I honestly have to go out somewhere and shoot something or do something for someone. Yeah. I'm a homebody anyway, but it's a difference from what I found. It's a difference when you're at home because you want to be when you're at home because you have to be. <laughs> you just, it's like when you're home because you have to be, you start thinking about every place you want to go. Like, man, I just want to walk outside and see the sun. I just want to walk down the street. <laughs> you know, it's just, it, that's the only thing that got me. And I'm like, man, I'm tired of looking at the house. So, you know, for me, I get enjoyment just like, if I've been in the house all day, if I just walk outside, honestly, I will literally walk out in my neighborhood, walk down the street for about, you know, a few minutes, look at the sun, and then come back in. I feel like at least I saw some part of the day. <laughs> I didn't see it shut up, shut down inside the house. So, <laughs> how you deal with that, Lil? It's definitely been very different, and for the most part, same thing. You know, I still find a way to get my exercise in. I go outside, take a walk, jog, run, whatever. Try to get out the house. You know, maintain my sanity. The hardest part, like I said before, is just really not being able to interact with people. I can't really see my family as much because it's like, ah, you don't want to take that chance, but you do want to try to at least, you know, check on to make sure they're doing good, you know, and then just not even being able to just hit the gym, man. Like, I love going to the gym. For, so for me, it's just like, ah, oh, gosh, like, yeah. I'm trying to find to adapt. Like, just home workouts? That's it. Like I said, I just run now. Like, I stay in the Midtown area near Wayne State, so I just run down to the track, run back, you know, get my cardio in, might hit the field and just do a couple push-ups, sit-ups, you know, but it's I mean, really all me, home workouts. Home workouts are, they're so much more challenging than the gym for me. Mm -hmm. like, it really, it tests your endurance, your strength, like, it's been hard. But you I mean, home, you're talking about a home workout? Home workout. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I have weights here at the house too, and I I, I angle. I look at them sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like you said, it's it's hard at home. When I used to work out at Planet Fitness, it was easy because I go in there, I kind of get inspired because everybody in there look yeah. like a superhero. You know, just going in, you see you see a, a little small Mexican guy throwing up weights like it ain't nothing. I'm sitting for like, man twice this guy's size and I'm struggling. So, you know, it's motivation. So I, I commend you for being able to 
do what you do, work out at home. Yeah, because just to get in that mind frame, you know, yeah. you have nobody to motivate yourself but you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was in that mind frame before all of this started, and I was going to the gym daily, and then it was like gyms closed. So I'm like, I have to figure out something. So I was able to find um, a workout program um, at home, uh, an at-home workout program, but it's been kicking my ass like daily. I'm sweating more than I've ever sweated before. It's hard. I get, and I don't know why, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm used to lifting weights at the gym and you know, doing a lot of reps, and it's like here I'm really just using my own body strength, and I'm, it's hard. Yeah, I mean, I even got my crunch shirt on right now because I'm like, man, what if at the gym, man? I got this little. Um, it's a posture corrector, man, because, you know, a lot of times we have bad posture, so it's, right. that's why it's forcing me to try to sit up straight. But, like, every little thing that I can do, man, is just try to, you know, still stay in shape and stay healthy. Like, it's just – you just got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to remind everyone that this podcast is sponsored by Fierce Passions and Camera Eye Photography. It was Vice.com um, about a guy named Ahmed Arbery. Have you guys heard of him? Um, yeah, I saw the article posted on Facebook, and I read through it, and uh, yeah, it was a bit disturbing. He was out jogging. I'm just going to quickly read a, a few snippets. He was out jogging in February um, in a neighborhood near Brunswick, Georgia, when two armed white men chased him down the street in a pickup truck, believing him to be a burglar. Uh, moments later, Aubrey, a black 25-year-old who lived in the surrounding Glen County, was shot and killed. It's been two months. No arrests have been made um, at all. They do know the two men who um, committed the killing, um, and it was Gregory McMichael and his son, Travis McMichael. And it was one district attorney that said they were within their rights when chasing down Aubrey since they believed they were threatened. Um, and I quote, this was the, the president of SPLC, um, says it is bias and hate that led some white people to perceive threats where there are none within seconds, the life of a person of color can be taken. Um, and it looks like Aubrey's family and friends, they've been trying to bring awareness to this issue, but due to the pandemic, they, they aren't. Um, they can't protest, obviously. You can't form big crowds. So they've been using social media um, as much as possible, but it still hasn't gotten the attention that it, it needs uh, to make sure that he's brought to justice. Um, not only that, but it looks like one of the guys, hang on, I don't want to get it wrong. So one local district attorney removed herself from the case because Gregory worked in the county's law enforcement sector for decades, first as an officer, then as an investigator. So now another district attorney, George E. Barnhill, took it on and later determined the father and son were, um, they were protected by the state citizen's arrest statute. So they had one DA um, that removed herself because the father, it looks like, he he's in law, he was in law enforcement for decades, so he knows a lot of people. Um, so now they have another DA who probably knows this person too. I don't know, but if he was in there for decades, he he probably knows him as well. And this DA is saying they were well within their rights. Um, and I also read so it looks like once they pursued um, 
once they pursued the victim, I guess the victim got a hold of the gun and then that's when they shot and killed him. So they're saying that because they felt their lives were threatened because the victim, you know, got a hold of the gun, um, that that made them well within their rights. How do you guys feel about that? So I can, I, I can definitely touch on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I have a lot of fraternity brothers, uh, shout out to Phi Beta Sigma, um, that are police officers. And um, that being said, to me, it sounds like one of those fraternal cover-ups where, hey, we're all in the same, you know, system. He used to be a cop or he used to law be in, a, in the law enforcement system. So they always protect their own. That's always been said. And a lot of times, you know. Black or white. Black or white. And I'm not going to say it's all of them, but a good majority of them, they do try to put themselves as above the law because they have a uniform on. And yeah. unfortunately, this young man lost his life due to these two individuals who decided to play super cop and go pursue him based off of you know, information that wasn't 100% accurate nor confirmed. So essentially, whatever tussle may have happened once they put themselves in that situation, they felt the need to use the, we were protecting ourselves, um, quote, and, you know, again, murder this young man, because simply that's what it was, because had you not chased him down, had you not acted to go after him versus doing what most citizens would do, which is call the police to let them do their job. Hey, if I see somebody that seems suspicious, and I don't know any further details of what he was wearing or anything like that, but I mean, what makes him suspicious just because he's black running in maybe predominantly white neighborhood? That's not suspicion, you know. Well, I, you know, the thing, the funny thing is, is that you say predominantly white, but this neighborhood that they were in, it was actually 56% black. So they they say that, you know, they thought they saw him and it was uh, reports of, you know, some burglaries in the area. But with, um, you know, with the, with the city being 56% black, you point out this this one man you know, this this one particular man and you just, he's running, he's not trying to hide, he's in the open, getting exercise, and you think that this is, this is the guy. And what killed me about this case was the fact that the thing that caused this man to lose his life was the same thing that protected the two, um, the two suspects. Because the, if they wouldn't have chased him, if they wouldn't have pulled out the gun, then Aubrey wouldn't have had to grab the gun to, you know, to defend himself and they wouldn't have felt threatened. But because this happened and they felt threatened, that's their, you know, that's that that's that that's their protection. I felt threatened. Even though they're the ones with the gun, they right, exactly. see, law, if see, they feel threatened, they can kill. I have major problems with that whole thing. First of all, just on law. Once a person first of all, this is my main focal point. Was he burglarizing your home? No. Did you see him and burglarizing? And I don't know because I don't want to cause any. I don't even know if this was the right guy. You know? Right. That's what I'm saying. If they didn't, even if they didn't, if you can't, that's just like me walking outside, seeing a bunch of people walk by, and I just automatically assume, hey, they must have came from over there robbing somebody. I don't okay. know for a fact. So I get a gun and go chase him. First of all, he was no threat to them because he was running. I thought the law states if a person is running 
away from you, they're not perceived as a threat. How can he be a threat if you're chasing him with a gun? That don't not, not even chasing him, they got in a truck. Right. Shotgun and a 357 Magnum. That sounds like a manhunt. Very excessive, you know. Yeah, but another person from the neighborhood hopped in the truck with them. Exactly. That's that that is called uh, oh that that's called an old time manhunt, you know, quote unquote KKK almost style. We see a black person, we gonna chase him down. Yeah, that's what that was. Then to say they perceived themselves to be in danger. How when he was running? And you was chasing him with a gun. Danger I don't even with it well within their rights. Just to hear that the the that the, the official that said that he needs to be fired right now. Well, the reason why they said that they were um, well within their rights is because when the guy, when Aubrey pulled the gun, they felt threatened. They thought that Aubrey was going to shoot them. So they were well within their rights to shoot and kill Aubrey at that point because they felt threatened. Okay, so he didn't feel threatened when he got two two white men chasing him in a truck with a gun? He didn't feel like his life was threatened? Now, Think that the he DA, initiated this. <laughs> you think that the DA is wrong because you know you're just looking at what he's saying and how, or do you think that the law is wrong? It's I think both are wrong. The DA and the law are wrong because that doesn't that doesn't perceive a threat when you're chasing you and you're the initiator. That's mm-hmm. like I said. So how can you feel threatened all of a sudden when you cause the situation? The very One of the things that we are definitely going to focus on is uh, minority-owned small businesses. Um, And Lim, that's why, one of the reasons why you're on here um, is to talk about um, your business in real estate. So if you could give us just a quick synopsis of how you're different, um, you know, than another realtor that people may be looking to join, why they should come to you, if you could list your social media um, and if you have a contact number or website or email, um, you can do that um, in about a three to four minute time frame. Yeah, definitely. So um, I would say, kind of me, because I'm going to keep it real, like I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it to ensure that the customer gets what they want. And I don't even want to say customer. I would say my client because I want to treat them more than just you walking in transaction and we're done for the day. It's, to me, it's, it's a relationship. Like, I want to build, you know, a relationship to where not only do I make you happy, but I make you so happy and I treat you right. And I do everything that you're asking for that you, you know, um, refer me to someone else so I can do the same for them, you know. And again, like, I'm going to just keep it real. Like, again, as you can see, I, I have multiple streams. Like, I have a, you know, active job where I get active income and then I have a passive income as well you know again this is just something i love to do my dad's been doing it for 30 years as much as i tried to avoid it (laughs) it still came back to me so it's just like one of the things that i'm passionate about you know again i'll take the time to walk you through the steps as far as paperwork that you don't need this money you already have money (laughs) i'm not saying i'm saying i'm not money hungry where I won't do my due diligence to make sure that you get exactly what you're looking for. Because <laughs> right, I was just about to ask you. I was going to say, man, let me borrow something. <laughs> I mean, again, I have, I have friends that hit me up all the time like, hey, I'm looking for some houses. If and, and it's no charge. I know some people that will literally charge you to pull up a list of houses. Me, hey, I'm doing what I can to help you out because I feel like 
you give and you get, you know, it's, it goes full circle, whatever seeds you plant, that's what you're going to reap. So if I can invest in somebody else and help them out, I'm pretty sure it's going to come back to me tenfold in some other form or fashion. That's hot, man, because a lot of realtors don't think like that, and, and that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's really good. My, my best friend used to be in real estate down here in Florida for years, and that was one of the things that he prided himself on was being transparent with his clients and trying to do everything that he could to help them get into whatever dream house that they wanted. Right. You know, that, was, that was his thing, and, yeah. and, and it did well for him in, in that in the real estate field. And, you know, I've been doing Lynn for a while now. Um, a long time ago, it was hard. I know his character. And, like, I would definitely trust him during that whole process. So, Lynn, if you could let the viewers know where they can contact you, um, that would be great. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, cell phone number I can be reached at 734-272-9052. Um, that's probably about the quickest and best way to reach me. I'm also available available by email, and I'm also on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, you can look me up at my name, Lemuel R. Montgomery Jr., and then I'm with Front, pre- front Page Properties. Man, um, you might want to spell that. Yes, I can do that. I can do that. So that's L-E-M-U-E-L-R for the middle initial, Montgomery, M-O-N-T-G-O-M-E-R-Y Jr., of course, because my dad's senior. And uh, again, those probably the two best sources to reach me, cell phone, LinkedIn for my contacts. Um, my other social medias are just for fun. But if you want to link me on Facebook as well, um, I can be found at Lem, L-E-M, Monty, M-O-N-T-Y. Perfect, perfect. Um, so guys, make sure you support him. You're definitely a little bit of fun now. Um, so I was talking to Suave a couple days ago and, you know, he's like, Tanya, I got to tell you about this girl. And he told me a little bit about her. He met her online. So it had me thinking, first he's going to tell you guys this story. It's hilarious. Um, but it had me thinking, you know, how do you feel about online dating? I, I've never did the online dating thing and I don't know if I would, um, it just seems so, I think that within today's society, it's kind of scary, but I know a lot of people that do it. I know three couples who have actually gotten married um, and they met off of um, online, you know, or meeting each other online. And I'm talking about like the um, eHarmony, something like that. Um, so, I mean, it, it works, but how do you guys feel about it? Suave, I want to hear your story and if you will ever um, choose to meet another young lady this way again. Uh, well, I'll let Lim. Well, I'll let Lim before I get into the story because this it is it's it's crazy. How do you feel about the online dating? For sure, for sure. So for me, I've never done it. Honestly, I mean, what I will say is, I've used social media to reach out, and I've actually met. Slid in the DMs. You can say that. You can say that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> quite a slide, it was more like a triple fall, but you know, nonetheless. <laughs> and we uh we went on we went on one date and I think at the time I personally was just being picky because we went on one date and her laugh was it turned me off. It was horrible. Her laugh? <laughs> her laugh. She had the the worst laugh. And I just was like, Wait, is this serious? Is this like for real? Or are you joking right like, now? Was it loud or have you seen uh, the show Ridiculousness? No. 
Okay, so it's a show. I've seen it. I know what you're talking about. You know the direction that was close? Yeah. yeah. It was kind of like that. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like. <laughs> so, like no. Yeah, I would have been like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. So, yeah, after that first date, I kind of never reached back out again. And then I was just like, yeah, maybe this ain't for me. I'm going to just stick to the norm. You know, you go to a club or wherever you go to meet, you know, people. So I would say I've never technically done the online dating, but I have used some form or fashion of it to reach out to a, a young lady. See, I can't believe you stopped talking to someone. <laughs> that, that's a whole other topic. Like, if I recommend being shallow, I just, I had a preference at the time. And I was wait, just like. Wait, this is it? Chantel West? Chantel West, yes. Yep, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so wrong, Liz. It's not. No, no, absolutely not. Hey, absolutely. but 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 you'll be surprised how many women have their preference. I'm talking about their preference is actually a lot stronger than the men's. Exactly. And, and it's funny I because can't, I can't argue with that. Yeah, because with the online dating on POF, and that's that's kind of like been my little Apple choice. Which I'm thinking That's about. That's what it was. I can think of it. That's how you met her. Wow. I, met, I met on POF, man. And it's, I ain't gonna lie, I've had some adventures on POF. Wait, man, you're your head. I've never heard of POF. It's, so it's, plenty, it's called plenty, plenty of fish. fish. I know about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of my, one of my um, buddies I went to training with, he actually introduced me to it because I had never heard of it before. This is probably back in 2014, I want to say. And he was like, you never used it before? I'm like, no, what is that? So I guess it's kind of a different version of what you tender or something like that. And he would just use the right. hookup. And I was just like, no, nah, I'm not looking for just a hookup off of there because ain't no telling what you might get. But I mean, to each his own, because it could not be that. It could be yeah. two people genuinely looking to find, you know, somebody that yeah. they can connect with. Well, I mean, I can say I got extensive experience in it because I've been on it for about like a year and a half now. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like a, it's like a Forrest Gump situation. It's like, how do you say it? Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Exactly. And that's so real. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, you know, and it's not to down all women at all because there are some probably some great women on there. But some of these women need to come with warning stickers. Like crazy, <laughs> arranged, you know. I got psychological issues you don't know about. But I, I was telling Tanya about a young lady I met, you know, and I'm and since it's the got the pandemic, she's she's actually, you know, Panamanian. And so I call her Pan Crazy because she turned out to be <laughs> straight insane. Yeah. And, and the thing is she hit me up on POF when um so you know, she hello and I looked down, I was like, Oh man, she, nice okay so i replied back you know and for a few days we kind of went back and forth you know how's your day you know just it wasn't a few stuff. days then well actually one day it was okay. one day we went back and forth that whole day and then you know later on i told her, i said well hey i like because me oh, i've been catfishing Lim, you got to keep this timeline remember the timeline so they were kind of going back and forth they were a day <laughs> the whole thing, okay, the whole thing happened over four days. Four days, four days of going. Okay, so we're we're going back and forth. Finally, I said, hey, you know, let's um let's let's FaceTime each other because I, I want to see face to face reaction. I can get a better feel for a person than just texting and sending pictures. Right. So she was like, you know, 
I finally got her. I called her on the phone and I was like, hey, you know, the minute I got on the phone and I'm not lying, excuse the language, she became a B-I-T-C-H. I couldn't even understand. I'm sort of like, you were nice over the text. We get on the phone. And then she was just straight rude. Like, tell her how rude she was. Or what did she do? Okay. When she, I let her tell me about herself, you know, just to, you know, tell me about yourself, listen to everything, you know, comment. The minute I started saying, okay, yeah, you know, this is a little bit about me, she just stopped me. All right, all right, James, I don't hear that. I'm sort of like, what? I said, okay, all right. <laughs> um, you know, I was like, maybe she's just playing, but she was dead serious. And then I said, well, why are you coming off kind of like that? She was like, well, I'd have been hurt. I don't trust guys. Um, but you know, and if you feel unworth it, you need to break this down. You need to break me down. I'm sitting there like, why would I do that? You hit me up. <laughs> why do I have to break you down? I'm like, so, yeah. So we talking back and forth, and I was like, I said, hey, look, man, won't we just FaceTime each other so we can kind of see it? I don't want to FaceTime. You know what? Bye, I'm getting off the phone. It just hung up the phone. By that time, I'm like, man, hell with this. I, I text her back. I said, you know what? That was really rude. Um, let's just leave it there. Have a good one. Yeah. It couldn't have been a minute after I did that. She started sending me all these pictures of her, like sexy pictures of her with the hair over her head, the bra on, the panties. And I'm sort of like, hold up, man. I'm, I'm this lady just she throwing me for a loop. I'm, I'm not understanding what's going on. I should send me all these pictures. So I'm like, I didn't respond to the pictures. I didn't say anything. So next day I get a big text, hello. I'm like, what does she want? Then she called me. Against my better judgment, I'm on the other line with my sister on my other phone. So I said, you know, I said, sis, mute your phone. I want you to hear me. You tell me what you think of this girl. So I answered the phone. I got on the phone, and she was like, oh, you know, I just wanted to see how you would react if I did this, blah, blah, blah. I said, that that really doesn't go over too well if you're trying to get to know a guy to act like a B-I-T-C-H. That's, that's not cool. Well, you know, I feel like I'm worth it. I've been hurt by a lot of guys. Okay, I understand that. That's cool. So the rest of that conversation tonight, we actually had a decent conversation. We were on the phone at 4 o'clock that morning to, before we got off. I was like, okay, well, maybe this can go somewhere. Maybe she was just, you know, whatever test. So the very next day, we didn't, we talked to each other. She hit me up in the morning, good morning. I hit her up, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, she hit me on the phone, and she told me, um, you know, I'm going to call you later on to see you when I get off work. She works as a nurse. So she calls me up, and next thing she says is, um, um, you're, you're, do you really like me? I say, I think you're cool. I think, you know, we're getting to know each other. That's cool. I said, well, uh, let me call you back. I'm, um, I'm going to take care of something. She's like, all right, cool. As soon as I get off the phone, I get this long text talking about, I don't understand. Um, I feel like, uh, you don't spend enough time with me. Okay. Granted, it's the second day. You don't spend enough time with me. Um, you seem too busy. You got your mom. You got your job. You got your daughter there. I just on, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this. It was nice knowing you. Goodbye. So I was like, okay, this is chick bipolar. So I changed the back. Yeah. I said, I said, all right, cool. You know what? And I, my mind frame like, you know what? I ain't even disagree with her. I said, I don't understand this. I said, but I'm gonna. You know what? You're right. Blah blah blah. Maybe I got I'm too busy. You're right, blah, blah, blah. Left it alone. Didn't hear no more from her that night. You totally agree with her. Totally agree with her. The next day, I get a text. Next morning, I get a text saying, oh, I thought about it. I decided I'm not going to run away from this. I, I hope you're still up to get to know me. 
blah, 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 I'm going to call you at lunch. This is day three. This is day three. I'm sitting no. for like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know why I'm still dealing with this. So she calls me on lunch. You know, I'm one that I always try to see, okay, maybe she's been hurt real bad. Maybe the last guy just did it completely wrong. Giving her the benefit of the doubt. Right. So she hits me up that night, and she was like, you know, there's something that just, we're going along pretty cool, and I'm trying to, you know, once again, you know, talk with her. She cuts me off, straight being rude again. I'm like, okay, why is this starting? Then she tells me, you know, for the last few days, two days, you've been really rude to me. What? I'm like, what the hell with this girl? I'm like, by now, I'm like, okay, yeah, she, she told me out. Then she's like, you know what? What really disturbed me is that you didn't try to fight for this relationship when I told you I was going to be out. What relationship? I've known you just this third day. What are you talking about? This is day three. What relationship? <laughs> so we going back and forth, and I'm just like, and then, you know, I got silent because she just went on this tantrum about how if I really, truly liked her, I would make time for her. I would spend time. You know, I was just too eager to get off the phone with her. At that particular time, then I really became eager. I was like, I'm about to take a shower. Can I call you back? So, so I got out, and I didn't call her right back. I got out of the shower, had to deal with something with my nephew. I see this long text. Oh, I get it. This is something really wrong with you. Blah, blah, blah. Why would you do this to me? Okay, I understand. You just did that to get off the phone with me. So I called her back. I said, can you tell me why you sending me these long texts? Oh, it's apparent you don't want to talk to me and all that. I say, you didn't give us a chance to even get to know each other. I say, cool, we can just be friends. I don't have an issue with that. But she was like, well, I got an issue. And I say, well, I'm, I'm sorry you do. Clearly. Then she just bust out and said, she told me, she, she said, I want you to delete all my pictures I sent you. I said, okay, no problem. I delete your pictures. And matter of fact, lose my number, never call me again. And I said, I was intended on planning on calling you back anyway. She was like, you know what? You can burn in hell. <laughs> I was like, damn. I was like, then she hung up the phone. She told me I could burn in hell. So I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm blocking up the whole night. I'm done with this. Before I could even get to the block, she done sent me a, 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 a text talking about, I hate you. Why would you do this to me? I was like, but I don't know you for that. Are you serious? So I was like, I sent a long text to her. I said, I said, man, I said, we've known each other for four days. I said, I've never called you out your name. I said, most of the time you dominated the conversation. I let it go just to see where it's going to go. I even asked you if we were to be just friends, would you be cool with that? Now I see how you would be if we got together and broke up. And I say all this in four days. And four, I, and four days. Four days she told you to burn in hell. Told me to burn in hell. And I'm sitting over like, and ever since that day, I haven't texted or called her back. But I get a text. She's called me a couple of times. I get a text saying, this is one of the texts which just totally threw me. Um, this is right after you tell me to burn the hell. She's like, I ain't gonna lie, I missed you. How was your day, Mr. Burke? Don't respond. <laughs> See, somebody like that, she needs she needs help. She needs Jesus. <laughs> she got some signs loose. <laughs> so what is, that that lady. what is the name of it again? So all the viewers can know to not go on that. Hey. P-O-F. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've I, I met some 
women that were kind of not all to that, but that one, I mean, until this day, she continues to text me good night every night, even though I'll never respond. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even understand. You know, in my mind frame is this. After I done told a person to burn in hell, I hate you, why would you do this to me? I would I would right. automatically in my head think they're never going to talk to me again, let alone right. try to pursue a relationship. So why exactly. not just leave them alone? Yep. Exactly. That's yep. insane. That's crazy. That's Ooh, crazy. Well, okay. Yeah. okay, guys. This is um, the end of the podcast. Uh, so I just want to thank everybody. Lynn, thank you so much for joining sure. us. Um, viewers, please don't forget to visit uh, Um We have a free shipping promotion going on right now. Um, at checkout, type in free ship in all caps, and you will get free shipping. Um, again, that's www.ishopfp.com. Um, and please don't forget to visit um, for all of your photography and video needs, camera, eye photography, and film. Um, you I, can. I give you addresses. Uh, camera IPF. Dot com so just camera ipf.com you can visit me uh hit, hit up the website if you have any kind of photography needs video needs you know let me know i can travel if you've got the expense to take care of me <laughs> i'll come to you <laughs> we can hook it up but also guys make sure that you also go to uh fp radio station.com that is the, the the official radio station for fierce passions um, a lot of great prizes, a lot of good music. Matter of fact, this podcast will be rebroadcast on the radio station. So you can check that out online. Um, download the listen, um, listen to my radio app. Just type in FP Radio and save it as a favorite. And it will always tell you when we broadcast and what's going on. So make sure you check that out. Check out I Shop Fierce Passions. Uh, and I want to say thanks to Lim, our, our special guest tonight, man. It's been it's, it's been fun, man. Oh, yeah. But, but I had to, when I come up to Detroit, man, we're going to have to hang out, man. Oh, yeah, we definitely will, bro. We definitely will. Trust me. I'm going to fun. And uh, to our beautiful hostess, uh, um, Tanya, hey, you know, you know, you my, you like my sister, you know. Uh, so, of course. Yeah, now I try to keep you laughing. I also want you guys all of, if you look at the Fierce Passions website, videos, really any type of media, anything, um, that is all um, suave. Um, so he, which is exactly why we're partners for life. Um, yep. <laughs> all of the media, everything is definitely all him. So contact him. He, he does great work. And you guys have a great night. Um, thank you so much. I'll talk to both of you soon. All right. All right. Thanks for having oh, me. Um, might want to let them know when they can check out the podcast. Well, they can check the podcast out online uh, at, uh, at the radio station at fpradiostation.com. Yeah, can, if you want to let them know where else, I think yeah, you can on, right? on, Online, you can also go to uh, FPTV. It'll be on the, on the YouTube channel, so you can check out the podcast on the YouTube channel as well. Is it just FPTV? It's not Fierce Passion TV? Uh, FP Net TV Network. FP Network TV. FP Network TV. Yeah. I'll YouTube. post it down below, so they'll be able to see it. Yeah, I'll put it on the podcast so they'll see it. Okay. Both might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Okay, well, thank you so much, guys. Yeah, thank you. Y'all uh -huh. take care. All right, y'all take care. You too.